All right, guys. Are we ready? Sure. There's only four episodes left. Only two after today. Ugh. It's crazy. It's been a longer road for you guys than it has for me, but it feels like it's been a very long journey regardless. It's been five years for me. Wow. <laughs> this is crazy. That, that's a long time to pour through a, a series, man. We'll go live, <laughs> and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, or we'll start the show, and then we'll talk about yes. it. Yeah. We're already live. Don't look now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Adam, pick a number. Uh, I'm going to go with seven. Okay. Uh, Frank, pick a number. Pi. 3.1. Okay. <laughs> Pi. You're taking a vacation from normalcy. The setting, a weird motel where the bed is stained with mystery. And there's also some mystery floating in the pool. Your key card may not open the exercise room because someone smeared mystery on the lock, but it will open the scary door. Ordering in Wonderland. Submit for your any consideration. How can you be so sure them aliens ain't already among us? Because you are one! This is the X109B14. Modified, transistorized, totally automatic assembly machine, which eliminates 61,000 jobs, 73 bulky, inefficient machines, 81,000 needless man hours per 11 working days, and $4 million in expenditures each year for employee hospitalization, employee insurance, employee welfare, and employee profit participation. Ladies and gentlemen, from now on, Whipple will operate from a brain center with machines such as this one. Something, Ann? Oh. Yeah, something. I thought that was you laughing. Something like a lot of men out of work. That, unfortunately, is progress, Hanley. You know you're a solid man when it comes to assembly line planning. But when it comes to the aforementioned progress, you're a foot dragger. For the players, with or without a scorecard. In one corner, a machine. In the other one, Wallace B. Whipple. Man. Blow me. And the game? <laughs> it to be the historical battle between flesh and steel. Between the brain of man and the product of man's brain. We don't make poker in this one and predict no winner. But we can tell you that for this particular contest, there is standing room only in the Twilight Zone. Hello, citizens! Welcome to LOW The Twilight Zone Review, episode 205 for Brain Center at Whipples, 533 of the original series. I am Phoenix West. I am Floyd Bernie Whipple. Frank Links. Yeah, I said I... Sorry, we we decided we're going. Wow, we're going no clockwise. Style. We're going clockwise. I'm just used to saying he's he. To be fair, he's so used to going second. Here, well, it's uh, there. Not really a second. <laughs> it's yeah. only been a second for like this season. <laughs> Frank, I know. Can we back up and start again. We can start again. No, too late. Fuck it. It's already I've really show. been last the entire. <laughs> I've really been last the entire series up to like you know last year. So. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, uh, Brain Center Whipples, uh, guys, is that I, I want to fuck that guy's voice. I love the main character's voice. 
Uh, yeah, all right. I, I can see him doing voiceovers, acting he's not good at. Really? No. no. You didn't like him? No. no. He's a, just a bad actor. But uh, his, his uh, yeah, he, I, I feel like I, I can picture his voice in other shit. I just don't know what it is. He has one of those voices. Uh, but I, I like listening to him. I, I, I don't think he's the greatest actor. He didn't bother me, though. He, he was next to his cohort there. His first in command was essentially John Anderson, that boring guy from all those other episodes. Yeah, was it just me? Or were, you, were you looking at, like, did they find the biggest suit that wouldn't fit him? <laughs> the neck was just... I, you like, know what? It might actually be the style, man, because, like, the suits nowadays are so tight on everybody. Like, they're just barely on everybody. And I remember suits used to be a lot bigger on everybody, like all the way up through the 90s. And then that just kind of changed over the past decade, I want to say. I mean, well, I mean, like, no, it's just like, it just looked like this guy needed to gain like 40 pounds. He was the, just the, sickly. The guy in charge of whatever, whatever? Or Whipple? Or no, who uh, I'm calling Whipple? Uh, Hanley. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. He was yeah. a bit spindly. He was a he was a thin man, very thin. Yeah. He was seriously John Anderson, the guy that plays like a the, the the pilot in your your favorite episode, Frank, the dinosaurs. Oh yeah, oh he he was that him? No, he was very similar though. It's like we can't get John Anderson. Let's get his brother. <laughs> the guy was so, so they both have this. Talking about uh, Odyssey and Flight Thirty Three. Yeah, he's the, basically that, and the old man in the cave. He's in a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest, he's in a few episodes, but the guy's fucking boring as hell. He, he, he looks like he, his pulse flatlined, and then they started shooting the episode. <laughs> Walking dead. Yeah. Yeah, he's been hitting the chemo hard. <laughs> the episode, okay. Since Jansen's not here, we have a little more breathing room. We don't have to jump right into the first impressions. We can kind of uh, stretch that out a little bit. Uh, thank God Jansen's gone. So... Um, I want to know if people didn't, because I didn't air on, on the live stream. I didn't air the reveal that Jansen is just leaving because it, he got a promotion. So Yeah, you were doing a bit and you were, you were yeah. dragging out as long as you possibly could, which I found even funnier. Yeah. On the podcast, people are going to hear that ending when, when he came back on and explained it. But on the live feed, they're not going to hear that. For the so. record, we have zero animosity for Jansen Carlin. We just decided well, it would be funny to throw him under the bus. Don't say zero, but yeah. <laughs> I did tell Kali, because he was in the live stream last week, he's also here this week. I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm not a huge dick, because you were just in the live stream. There's a reason, so listen to, listen to the podcast. You'll you'll get it, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a bit of fun. <clears throat> Yeah, he's gone. Uh, so there's the three of us. So let's let's br- let's break the episode down first, and then we'll get into our thoughts. As far as that, let's kind of reverse the order. I did like the opening, which is like a, a little film he made for the shareholders and the the higher ups in the company at Whipple's. It wasn't a film. It was a it was a motion picture. Yeah. And he he's shooting it, or he's he's showing it, and then he's just like he's just showing it to one dude, like the Hanley guy. And it reminded me of the. Do you remember? Did you ever watch Being John Malkovich? Yeah. It reminded me of the, the little film he watches in the seventh and a half floor, whatever floor that is, where it's like the little mini, and he has to. And he gets in the little room and they show him the film. 
It's all fucked it's up. Been a, it's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, but it reminds me of that. And uh, so basically, it's describing this ro- robot that he's building, this machine, Ribbit. and he, he names it, and it's like XQ four nine five six, long name, and uh, it's going to replace all these people, all these man hours, and he like measures it. 81,000 81, hour, man hours per 11 days. I'm like, who measures in that? I know. Like, who measures in 11 day increments? <laughs> it's like bizarre. Monday and next Wednesday, <laughs> cut it all out. <laughs> We're fucked Thursday, but this machine's going to take care <laughs> Just a weird <laughs> unit of measurement. I'm just like, how? How exactly? Maybe those... What's it plugged into? Because these guys come over and beast it on out of there. Unplug shit. For an episode that's focused heavily on the machine, they don't really describe exactly what it does, how it works. It's not like that one episode that we watched a few episodes ago where it, the fucking love computer. Remember that shitty episode? What was that called? From Agnes with Love. From Agnes with Love. From Agnes with Love, yeah. Yeah. This is much better than that. This one actually had a face. Yeah. And, and a plot. The episode had a plot. I don't know about that. Maybe you're right. It felt like the opening yeah. scene stretched out to the the, the plot. To, to there's the really no plot. There's 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 no plot at all. It, it, it's 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 a message and nothing more. This is a like I don't even have to look up who wrote this. <laughs> no, yeah, no. This, this is one hundred percent Rod Sir, or Rod Serling. Rod Serloin. Yeah. It's Robbie oh. Sirloin's script, and yeah. yeah, it shows. It really does. It's you could tell it's Rod because there's not there's only four or five scenes in the entire episode. It's he he explains to Hanley the film and what it's going to do. Hanley expresses his his uh, hesitation. The next scene is the same thing. The same scene. The next scene is some other guy comes in who works for him. Dickerson. Or, or maybe they showed the drunk guy before that. So there's four scenes. The drunk guy shows up. And then the yeah. outro where he explains to the to Hanley at the bar what hap- what's really happening. The well, end. don't forget the, the best scene is when he straight up just blows him away for <laughs> beating on a machine. The guy's just like, bang! <laughs> <laughs> Does he shoot him? Yeah. He fucking shoots him. I got yeah. it right here. You want Holy to play? shit. Like, yes, please do. Like, Apparently I missed like, that. I had to record it because it was like so it was so great. Like this guy and for some reason when they're in the plant, it's really echoing. <laughs> like God. who will you get to mourn you? They they yeah. had the airplane hanger to themselves for a total of fifteen minutes. <laughs> they had to make that, that scene count. Before you play that I love how, yeah. how shit-faced drunk he is at the bar, because he's like, I'm going to go over there and train the machine in the nuts and bolts. That was the best part of the episode. And then that he goes, yeah. how far away is this factory? Because by the time he gets there, it's he's directly like... directly across the street. Because yeah, it's right it, across the street. If you look through the window, you see W. Whipple. Yeah, WV. <laughs> and, but how long did it take him cars? to get there? They get their cars and they leave the parking lot, drive across the street, park in the other parking lot, and go in the bar. But apparently it took him three to four hours because by the time he gets there, he's kind of stumbling a little bit. But he's not like, ah, but he's like, who's going to mourn for you? Like, he's more scolding and he's not slurring. I'm like, 
he had time to sober up a bit. Well, he was acting drunk, really. I mean, I don't think was? he was really drunk. The character or the act or the actor? The actor. But in a character sense, he's way so more sober. Well, I mean, you know, normally when you run from a, a night watchman, it serves you up a bit. Well, maybe he had to, uh, took him like an hour and a half to break in. I mean, Got the adrenaline he, going. Yeah, and he lost his awesome hat with the cow, the cardboard brim. That's true. You want to play that clip? Because yeah. I don't remember him getting shot. Oh. I just got a call from a watchman. He said you're drunk and barged right past him without paying any attention. And it is right, Mr. I am drunk. And I did barge right in. I worked here for 30 years. And my book reads as follows. You're drunk, disorderly, and trespassing on private property and therefore subject to arrest. Tell me something, Mr. Whipple. When you're dead and buried, it's a on for you. Shall I tell you the difference, Mr. Dickerson, between you and it? That machine costs two cents an hour per current. It lasts indefinitely. It gets no wrinkles, no arthritis, no hardening of the arteries. That one machine is a lathe operator, a press operator. Two of those machines replace 114 men that take no coffee breaks, no sick leaves, no vacations with pay. That, in my book, Mr. Dickerson, is worth considerably more than you are. Heartless bastard. They should have stopped you a year ago. Somebody ought to held you down and put a bit in your head and poured in some reminders that men have to eat and work and you can't pack them in cosmoline like surplus tanks or put them out to pasture like old bulls. I'm a man, Mr. Whipple. <laughs> you hear me? I'm a man. Fucking double tapped him too. Jesus Christ! I I did not see that. Questions. All right. While we're here in this moment of the episode, all right. What the fuck does that security guard do? That he doesn't stop the guy or pull the gun or say, "Hey, stop doing what you're doing." To where Whipple himself has to take okay. The security Whipple shoots him and shoots the fucking guy. He Holy just shit! Fucking shoots him, dude. Yeah, it, I need like, to watch like, this. Whipple goes down there, rips the gun off the security guard's yes. hip. Because why would a security guard pull a gun on a man in <laughs> yeah. the machine with a crowbar? He double tapped him, Phoenix. He yeah, fucking shot I mean, him twice, like, and there was even, no retribution. None. He didn't. He didn't pause. Okay. He couldn't I, grab the gun fast enough. <laughs> Okay, I am in this scene right now. I have it right in front of us. Let's watch it. Straight up, it's just a, it's just a few seconds. We'll, we'll... Cause I did not. I was watching this and I was yeah, making my is, notes. This is fucked up. Yeah. I had too much else going on, so I didn't see everything. What's that not not to do he finishes the scene here with his face basically in fire like yeah like i'm like his hand got charred up 
This fucker might actually be drunk. <laughs> Damn. That's really close. Or it's just forced perspective. I don't know. But the dude had to be burnt. Like, I was just waiting. Like, is he going to move his hands at all? Like, <laughs> I forgot. I, I, now that I see it, I remember it. But I did not have it in my notes. So it's just nothing. And he didn't die. Somehow. Damn. He did double tap him, <laughs> He double tapped him. The guy didn't die. I guess that would have been just a little too dark. But it, it was just like a matter-of-fact discussion. Like, oh, well, I just got back from the hospital. Uh, lucky for you. And Whipple's like, what do you mean lucky for me? He was trespassing on my property. I'm like, yeah, but you took another guy's security guard that's registered to him, not you. And you fucking shot the guy. You didn't even say, I'll shoot. Stop. Isn't and the security guard that you employ, he sucks too. You should you should have fired the security guard. That's the only guy in this whole episode who wasn't doing his fucking job. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like lucky for you, you're not gonna get the chair now because yeah. it's not. <laughs> you know? Right? <laughs> you know, the, the police are on their way to come arrest the attempted murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Holy just, shit. You can't I, just ki- try to kill somebody with a gun. With, you know, after with, shooting a guy, I would have at least taken a day off. Jeez. I can't believe I completely forgot that. Holy shit. Yeah, he went right back to flipping his stupid switches on a, on a machine that's going to replace lathe operators. I guess gun control was <laughs> yeah. even worse back then, Phoenix. What can we say? You know. I, what I'm confused about the machine, based off your, your clip before that, is how is the machine going to replace these people? It's just one machine. We don't see like the machines it controls doing the work because one machine couldn't do physical labor. No. He should have said was... like a network of machines. This is 60s sci-fi equals yeah. flashy lights equals technology. So Yeah, and like all he does is draw a picture of a machine and then flip a switch and then cars disappear. It's like That's this. one of the things I really love about the day the Earth stood still is when he walks in that ship, all of his controls make sense on his console. Like in, in a sense of you can believe that those things do what he wants them to do. He they invented touch screens in Great the, the movie, fucking, by the way. You know what I mean? So um, attention to detail in science fiction. Most time, it's just a flashy light and somebody reacting and pretending to be a new hero and just you know slapping them fucking <laughs> what knocking the them toggle switches. What, what the hell was the robot's name in that movie again? X three one one. No, no, no. Oh, you mean oh in a dangerous to still. That was Gort. 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 Okay. This is uh, one of the, one of the last Richard Donner episodes. He also did the next episode we're going to talk about. So this is a double feature for Richard Donner fans. I I think his directing in this one is fine. Not the next one. Not the next one at all. This one look. I like the shots in this. Like when when that drunk guy comes in, it's the poster for our sh- for our show. When he comes in, I love the way it's shot because he's just like he walks out onto the balcony. He's just standing there all up, up above, yelling at him. I love I love the shot. There's a few shots in this episode I like. I, I mean, I, I mean, I would think they would they would apply more of a budget or effort to a, a Rod Serling script than a. Than the, a I think they knew because this is toward the end of the season. They probably run out of money. Yeah. So they're doing what they can. I, I'm conflicted, well, Phoenix, because it's like I'm. I'm sorry, Frank. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, this is a message episode. This is one of those ones that we're always talking about where it's like, you know, story versus message. This is message and literally no story. There's no story other than the message. But I agree with the message. The only thing I could think of through this whole episode was what would Rod Serling think 
if he knew that I watched these two episodes on my fucking cell phone this <laughs> yeah. Well, my note going to that... <laughs> Holy shit, he's not wrong. You know? yeah. I, I agree with the message, but this the episode itself was not fun for me because it didn't deliver anything other than a very blatant message. Well, to be fair, the, ep- the episode's yeah. not about like people in India working in buildings with suicide nets, so I don't think we'll know about that, but... My note literally says, this episode is a fear of the world we currently live in. Yeah, it's true. That's you know that's not true with the suicide nets, right? That's, there's factories with suicide nets. Maybe not iPhones. No, no. No, they're not suicide nets, dude. <laughs> okay, Frank's going to do his way off topic on that later. No, I'm just saying, you know what they are? Because people were tossing product out of the factory windows to their... To their friends down below in the third world country they're making it in because they're so poor that the, you know they sell it and that's what the nets are for so they can't throw the product out the window how how far are those nets because you could throw an iphone pretty far i don't know what to tell you like i mean <laughs> you know you, well frank you, as long as you're on that topic far. all i can think of is how, how many people have been shot because i didn't buy an extended warranty to a car i don't own from these these same people that you speak of <sighs> What, wait, what? You know those phone calls you get during the day, and it's it's always somebody with a very Eastern Indian accent trying oh. to sell you an extended warranty. Speaking of uh, phone calls, about, about a car you don't have. Yeah. You know how he said he can cut the company. How many million dollars? Four, four million dollars, right? Lost lost track of the, the prices. Yeah. So. How many he, called? He's saving the company. So they can make 5.3 repeating million phone calls from Ohio to St. Louis. That is a lot of phone calls, guys. And I, I'm on board with them. Shatner would be, too. Yeah. I think Shatner would have, like, a... like a Just his ear would fall off. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot I'm of phone calls. The other one doesn't work anymore. You could call Ever in Ohio several times, especially back in the 60s. Not that you want to talk to anyone in Ohio. Because fuck that state. Out, yeah, you can find out how, 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 how everybody's day is in Ohio. Or St. Louis. I forget which way the call's going. I think it's Ohio to St. Louis. So everyone in St. Louis. I don't want to talk to anyone there, though. John, John Hamm, when he was a kid, you could have called him. He's from St. Louis. Who? John, John Hamm? John Hamm. Who's that? From Mad Men. Yeah, he's a guy yeah. from Mad Men. The guy he's... I totally fucking feel no shame and brag about it. Yeah, because his dick is bigger than all three of us put together. <laughs> or so I've heard. Yeah. Mine's huge. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so there are lies. Yeah, I know. <sighs> oh, when... Okay, so I have a note here. And is this right after? Because I don't... It's funny, I don't remember getting shot, but I remember him being pressed up against <laughs> the thing and like... I thought he was. Just, I thought Honest he. To God, Phoenix, that was the most exciting thing that happened. And I'm pissed I missed it. <laughs> I thought he was just hitting it and then got electrocuted a little bit and then it was on fire and then he's just kind of resting against it. So I wrote shot, like. He got shot and then the guy set the thing on fire by hitting it with a yeah. fucking crowbar. It just happened to be laying right there. But it's like it shows him hitting it and it's a fire and it's just like cuts to Whipple, who I'm calling Whipple, it, just working on the machines that are going to replace Hanley. Yeah. Polishing it with a diaper, you know. Because Hanley comes in, he's like, "Well, Mister Mister Whipple, what are the? F- I'm just calling him Whipple. Like I said, uh, I'm here to talk to you about this. Like you, you've done the wrong thing for the third conversation in a row. You've done the wrong thing." And he's like, 
well, no worries, because you're fired. He's like, that's can't why I came here, so that works out. Cool, bro. All right, then. I'll be out of here. I was like, oh, my God, end. This is the third conversation we've had like this. They needed yeah. some other plot going on. That's what I'm saying. There's no plot here. It's just the message and, and nothing more. But it didn't drive me crazy. I wasn't sitting there. No, going, I didn't Ugh. hate it, but I didn't love it because I wanted to like it more, but I realized I'm like, this is really heavy-handed, even for the time yeah. period. I mean, I'm not going to say that this, this uh, particular message is not relevant to what's going on now. It is. I, I've been replaced by... I've had a lot of jobs where I've been replaced by technology. I've been affected by it my entire life. So I'm not saying Serling was wrong. I'm just saying that there was also not a whole lot of fun with this episode either. You know, it wasn't that terribly entertaining other than like about halfway through, I'm like, oh my God, I get it already. Just yeah. fuck. I'm working you on my own replacement. It about 10 minutes ago, you know? So you used to working at like a little photo booth in front of Chainsways? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been working on my own replacement for a while. Phoenix lashes out at others so he doesn't have to think about how he will die alone and unloved. Ignore his insults. That'll be my replacement, the Phoenix Bot 5000. And it's just going to take over the show. I don't have to show up anymore. He's going to be replaced by AI. We're going to have an AI Phoenix running the show. It's just going to have that woman's voice. And humanity. You won't even notice. Smooth transition into the robot. Shut the fuck up, Frank. The robot. <laughs> Nobody cares about your. <laughs> Shut your pie hole, Adam. <laughs> oh god. The Phoenix Pop Five Thousand is hysterical. Did you notice uh, Whipple made the first badge scanner? Those things are everywhere now. He's like makes Hanley leave the after he quits. He makes Hanley leave the building. He's like, make sure you scan your badge. I'm like. Why does he have the badge if you're telling him about him for the first time? And why does there need to be an electronic eye to see you to make sure it's this literally... scanner works? Like... Well, I have a question about that, too. Like, if you made it all the way to the boss's office, why do you need your show your ID to That's get out saying. of the boss's office? He first installed it there. That makes zero sense. To completely inconvenience his own, himself. That's it. That's, yep. He's testing it out, all right? I if love he the was fact yelling at him through the door, and he's like, "You can't get in without an ID." That that would have been funny. Like, like they, that would have been some fucking humor. You could have if they had in this, but... Hanley on the way to, to to Whipple's office, just like that motherfucker's gonna pay. He's gonna beep beep beep. And he's like, this episode you is just scan. one one guy being a dick and a whole bunch of other people that tell him that he's a dick. That's literally all this is. You know, it's all this podcast is too. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true there's no lies there that's all it is oh fucking nonsense <laughs> no it was just Rod to just beat down somebody the entire script that's all he knows really how to do <laughs> over over exposition and just beat the shit out of somebody with yeah. words yeah. But yeah, I, I'll give you guys points for the guy, the drunk guy, you know, who was clearly not drunk because he didn't stutter one line. So uh, every one of you guys that have been smashed on this show at least stammers on one line. So he kind of didn't didn't do a very good job being a drunk. So <clears throat> it's always the three syllable words that have similar syllables. Followed by a word that has similar syllables. Those are always yeah, the ones you get stuck on when you're the, drunk. The, the, the alcohols definitely kill the <laughs> syllables part of your brain first. Okay. What was that? I remember one episode I was kind of drunk and I could not say. So I was like, 
What's I was going to my thesaurus in my brain, like <laughs> what else can I say? <laughs> Flipping through it. What else? What else I got in my Rolodex here? Yeah. Nothing. Shit. Okay. You so, know you're not gonna be able to say that word, so I gotta think of something easier that will come out of my yeah. tongue without slobbering all over the monitor. Phoenix <laughs> makes words good. <laughs> I'm sober. You say words real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Frank was sarcastic. And Jansen's <laughs> off the show. Does anybody have factory uh, experience? Or you guys ever work in a factory before? I, ha- I did for several years. It's I miserable. I worked in a factory, but I did work in a warehouse for several years. It's about the closest thing to, to factory. I did both. I've ever had. Warehouse and factory. That's all Michigan is. I kind of like the warehouse thing. Warehouse is thousands of times better than a factory. Yeah. And, if, and it's fair. Yeah, a warehouse is not great. Make. I mean, yeah. yeah I worked, uh, one of the best jobs I had is I worked in a warehouse that, that uh, stored junk mail. All the bullshit junk mail, fucking junky shit that you get. And they also stored Playboys and penthouses and hustlers as well. Damn. Yeah. Break times yeah, are interesting. Were they sealed? Yeah. <laughs> they used to. Well, they they kept moving them around to keep people from stealing them. So at some point they'd have them like on the highest rack, or else they'd put them in another room, like on the other side of the warehouse. So that's funny. What was the business model behind this warehouse? <laughs> I it was one of those like third party type places where they would just t- pick up w- whatever slack that somebody else couldn't. Uh, deliver on like they would just go and get different accounts like in case the porn output was was too much for other places like okay like now we have amazon amazon is like a a staple now think pre-amazon when people were just starting to order things off the internet that we were carrying some of that stuff as well yeah i i uh, looked through the zippery book phoenix there's nothing he didn't write a goddamn thing about either episode either episode he had he had uh, Rod's intro and outro, and then the synopsis of the story. That was it. Okay, so like, usually like, Zickory does Rod's intro, the synopsis, and then his thoughts, and then the outro. Usually how his book goes, right? No, it's usually right after the outro, he'll give his thoughts. Oh, okay. Wh- like whichever way it goes, paragraph. but yeah, it, usually it's, it's those four last, segments. Yeah, it's always like the last paragraph. Not that know. not that dissimilar to our show. We We do Rod's intro, we tell our thoughts on it, we hear Rod's outro, and yeah, well, exactly. we do the synopsis at the beginning, but so we have those same segments. But he's, he's nothing to say. I want to go grab <laughs> no, mine, but there he, are... he, he just had. Uh, it's in there somewhere. It's behind Jordy LaForge <laughs> over here, so I don't want to move him. <laughs> yeah, no, and the, right. like he just has the uh, what what um the drunk guy. He just has the drunk the drunk guy's quotes of what he says. At, you know, at the shooting scene. Yeah, that's it. He just has quotes of like how the episode went. Like he, he doesn't say anything. He didn't even say very like weird. like Adam was saying. It's very heavy handed. I don't agree with very because I I think to be very heavy handed, you have to have more of a message than this. This is heavy handed at the beginning, and the rest is just. Here's the message. Yeah. Well, it's like here's the message. Uh, here's the message it again. Kind of, it feels kind of padded again. out, doesn't it? Like it's really padded out. It's 100% pretty... pad. Yeah. After after that first scene with Hanley, after that it's 100% pad. But it didn't drive me crazy because it wasn't obnoxious. It didn't bother me. It, I wasn't mad, but I was kind of like, is this really all it is? Like, but I didn't. I didn't hate it. 
You know what I mean? It, it gets there's the same a, there's a, a, a reveal that I'm not getting to yet because I don't know if you're not really full up through the whole story yet. So I don't I don't want to to, to, give, to give off that reveal, but oh, the reveal let's catch up. Takes it up. It, it, it takes it up like a, a notch for me at least. Just the fact that that reveal is there. Okay. Well, well let's get there. Um, yeah. Basically, basically the plot is uh, I'm calling him Whipple. I don't know his name. That's his name, Whipple. Wall- is, he Whipple? is he Whipple? He's Whipple. He's Whipple Jr. Oh, yeah. he is. He is Whipple. Yeah, okay. He, his name so is Whipple. I'll yeah. stop apologizing for saying Whipple then. So it's Wallace V. Whipple. Yeah. There you go. So Whipple has Whipple Jr. builds this machine that's going to replace everybody. Eventually, it replaces the 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 guy that shows up drunk. It places all his workers there. You see, like all everyone at work, and all of a sudden you see the cuts back to an empty factory. I don't know what they're making. I don't. It doesn't matter. But widgets. It, widgets. That's it. Okay, so they're gone, and they're, they're out of there. No, none, no employees. Basically, basically, it's like really extreme as far as all the employees in the world were hiring all these people to nobody. It's automation just, at its it's t- tenfold. Just one guy. Just 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 the just uh, the machine technician. <laughs> yeah, and then it basically eventually it replaces that. Uh, what's that black dude that shows up? What was his job? Uh, I mean, it didn't really replace him. It, the guy quit. He he said, uh, Whipple has a conversation with me. He's like, assume this guy oh, can replace he, you. And the guy's like, I'll just, I'm the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> He's like, yeah, get out. So, it's gonna, so everyone's gone. And even Hanley gets fired. And uh, I don't know where, I don't know what your thought was, Adam, if, I, if I'm caught up to it yet. Uh, are you talking about the very end? The very end. Okay. The very okay. last review. Let's catch yeah. up. Um, uh, everyone gets replaced and then they have a really, really long scene for no reason where Whipple shows up at the bar and talks to Hanley, who's there drinking and he seems like he's having a fine time. He doesn't seem miserable and he's just kind of like, Whipple's like, how's retirement? He's like, that's fine. And that, you can tell that guy's chill and he's just like, that's fine. He's like, oh, great. Well, I talked to the board of directors and they said everything's going fine. Uh, but they they also said I'm a little extreme and I'm focused on this and I'm a little obsessed, so they went ahead and replaced me. And then now, now we're at Adam's reveal because after that he freaks out and they cut across the street. It cut it cut back to his office and it's Robbie the robot <clears throat> twirling his keys exactly like he does. You know what? Phoenix and I are huge fans of Robbie the robot, <laughs> so applause to this episode for at least having Ro- Robbie the robot on yet again in a Twilight Zone episode. Uh, you can never get tired of that guy showing up in your episode ever. At least I don't think so. Good evening. Happy. I just wish you had Robbie with you, like you do at your house. I don't. Yeah. I, I know. Don't. I'm kind of most down. <laughs> Didn't bring him with me. I'm sad. Well, speaking of Robbie the robot, <laughs> it'd be weird if you did. I'm missing it, man. <laughs> that's that's fair. Like, Hi, what do you mean you? What do you mean you want your boys at home? <laughs> I, I bought a new Robbie one here because I couldn't be without him. Uh, thought about I it. can't sleep without him. <laughs> oh, God. It would be very weird if you did. But let's let's go to Filthy Twilight Zone, shall we? Adam, did you watch these yet? Not this one. Okay, I, good. I, I saw it earlier and I thought I'd wait for the show. Thank you. I post them <clears> and I'm like, hopefully they don't watch them. I, I like to have the, the reaction on the YouTube video. Me too. It makes it much better. But I also want people to watch it ahead of time. But Oh, for sure. All right, let's go to Filthy Twilight Zone for Brain Center Whipples. 
Good evening, happy family members and stockholders of the W.V. Whipple Manufacturing Corporation. Eliminate like 61,000 jobs, 73 inefficient machines. You didn't like it, Hanley? I'm a chief engineer, Mr. Whipple. My duties consist of plant management. I'm not a critic. You know, you're a solid man when it comes to assembly line planning, but when it comes to the aforementioned progress, you're a dragger. Ah. For the wholesale firings of men who have worked here from 20 to 30 years. Indeed, so it's come to huh? Well, I'll let you handle the That'll be your responsibility. I'll tell you what, Hanley, have a sign made for your desk. It'll say, uh, Mr. Uh, Walter Hanley, plant manager in charge of Take that new machine, the whipples. I'm going to turn it into nuts and And if that with a keychain gets in my way, I'm going to strangle him with it. That's the guy that warns everybody not to go to Crystal Lake. Tell me something, Mr. Whipple. When you're dead and buried, who do you get to for you? Too often, man becomes clever instead of becoming wise. He becomes inventive, but not thoughtful. And sometimes, as in the case of Mr. Whipple, he can create himself right out of existence. I'd like a cup of hot chocolate. If it's not hot, I'll throw it on the floor. Yes! Tonight's tale of oddness <laughs> and obsolescence from the Twilight Zone. Yes! Nice callback. <laughs> Had to. That was great. I'm glad you did that because I forgot about that until that very moment. I'm like, oh, I know that. <laughs> References, yeah. I got that reference. It was better than everything else I did because it was it was kind of a bummer episode for those. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that too. I'm like, what's he going to do with this one? Ugh. I think the next episode is my best one. Come wander with yeah. me. That one's easy. But yeah. Not that. Yeah. Filthy TZ. I always love it. Filthy Twilight Zone. Terrible, filthy show. Okay, so uh, Robbie loves replacing old white men, right? That's all he does in the show. As he should, Phoenix. <laughs> as he should. Obsolescence. I was really hoping they were going to cut to that scene, Frank. Obsolete. Actually, Adam, you were on that our uh, our Redux yes, episode I was. of that. I was a part so. of that. Yeah. And I was thinking, too, when I was watching this, I was like, I bet you if Rod Serling was alive now, he'd have been <clears> a big uh, Fear Factory fan. Just so he could go down to the concert and sing, Man is obsolete! <laughs> obsolescence! Obsolescence! <laughs> yeah. It's, a uh, Okay, so at this point, well, let's go into our main thoughts. Um, who wants to go first? Anybody, anybody want, <laughs> want to volunteer? Thoughts and rating? Uh, okay, yeah, I'll give this, like, a four. Like a, you know, about four. I didn't... I don't like it too too much. To be honest with you, okay. It was just it was like I don't know. Like when he was screaming, like when he shot him, I was like, "Wow, that's extreme." (laughs) Skipped a couple steps there, and then the next scene, I was like, "Doesn't even care." But um, I don't know. I I don't know. Like, have you guys ever fired people before? You ever had to go through that? Yeah. It's a fucked up. I still remember the first thing. person. The first person I ever fired was when I was working for CVS Pharmacy, and I was a shift supervisor. And I had to fire a girl for selling alcohol to a minor, and she got caught by somebody that was doing a sting. Like the cop came in with the girl, and I liked working with her, but I was like, I gotta let you go. I said, I've been told to fire you on the premises. 
Yeah. So I just it, it wasn't like it wasn't like there was like an exchange or an argument between the two of us. She was just like, you know, and just walked out. But you can try to show like, me your titties right now. I don't know I've, if it'll I've, help you. I felt like I felt like that should probably have felt better, but it didn't. You know what I mean? No, so it wasn't like somebody. Shit. The, the problem is, is there's the people that you want to fire, and then it feels good to get them out. But then there's a, most of the time when you're a manager, the reality is you have to fire people that you once trusted, people that that you thought respected you, and they did something behind your back, and it it, it always sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So like when he's talking about like everybody's going to get fired, no, I'm just like, like how can you just uh... this guy fucking gets rock hard? Yeah, he's just people. like I'm going to fucking fire everybody. <laughs> I want to fire yeah. all over you and the wall. I can't relate uh. to it at all. I just couldn't relate to it at all because I'm like, I, I just, I, and I hated working in a fucking fat, like, oh, I, you know, I did electrical work in a fact in a fucking back, a box factory once in one summer. It was fucking miserable. Like the Simpsons, a box factory? When boxes. are we going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> I had to do all the shit work the union didn't want to do. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so you gave it a four, which is interesting. Adam? Uh, I would go a six out of ten, only because it, it didn't make me angry. It was just kind of like a bummer because I wanted to like it more. But I just felt like I'm like, wow, this this episode is really all the message and not like any plot. Um, I, I did like the drunk guy, like I mentioned before. I agreed with the message. You know, this is this is like I was telling you guys earlier, this is technophobia. This is something that's going to happen, but it's just that in my lifetime, I've seen so many other things that have been made that say this message a lot more cleverly than this episode did. So I just felt like they were kind of sleepwalking on this one a little bit. Okay. So six out of ten. That's about fair, yeah. I'd say. This is the 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 ramp on out of the show. Like, yeah, let's get out of you, here. You can tell they're on autopilot. Let's get out of sure. here. Well, Rod's been on autopilot for a year and a half yeah, he's not point. even in the episode he's just there as a yeah. voiceover so he's just like nah, 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 nah. i was compiling my my top because after this we're doing our top five bottom five of season five that's way too many times i said the word five that, yeah that so i've been compiling my list so we'll start working on that guys top five sure. bottom five of season five and also top 10 bottom 10 of the entire series oh shit so I'm working on that, and it's I'm kind of... It's going to be a little harder for me because I wasn't on this whole journey yeah. for you, so yeah. I haven't seen every it's, single It's episode. up to you if you want to contribute on that or not. I, I could, I'm sure I could easily pick 10 episodes, though, that <clears throat> yeah. I've seen in my lifetime that would fit that list easily. Well, that's like a month away. We've got so. a bunch of season ones to do, haven't we? Yeah, but we'll get to that. Um, we're doing the Reduxes after. I want to finish the season this year. And... Yeah. Um, um, but the point is, I've been, I've been going over those lists, and I'm kind of like... Season one has almost none on my on my top five, my top ten. It has one. Yeah. Season three has a lot, season and then after that, it's like, like one from season four, two from season five. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is such a bummer season. And this is one where, yeah, I, I'm I'm on I'm on board with Adam. I gave it a six. It didn't. I didn't not like it. I I wanted to like it more, but I felt. When I was watching it, I was I was watching the performances, and I'm I'm on board. That guy that guy sold me. The guy that plays Whipple sold me, and I'm watching him, and I'm I'm enjoying it. You guys didn't like his acting. I, I didn't notice. It didn't bother me. And you usually I'm the one that's bitching that about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually I'm the ones complaining about that. So it's funny that I didn't, I didn't. He didn't bother me at all. 
And the guy, his set, Hanley bothered me more than him because he's so wooden. The guy's a puts Keanu Reeves to shame. I think he was made to be though. I mean, he's supposed to be old and just. But early. he does, he could still have some charisma. He doesn't have to be. I think I, th- I think I like I think Whip will force enough charisma for them all. You know, wouldn't it be more? Wouldn't it be better serving the episode if that guy had life in him and wanted to keep working? He seemed like he wanted the fuck out of there. Okay, like a good example that that Alfred Hitchcock episode we watched, the guy that got fired at the beginning of uh, the break, the one breakdown which we were watching, the guy that got fired on our other show, that, on the other show, LIW okay. Anthology Series Review. Go check yes. that out. That episode, which would have came out like around the same time that this was made, yeah, um, did that way better. Like the, the, you could see the guy just breaking down and and getting really <laughs> upset, and you know, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, that that was a more believable performance. I'm with you. I think the guy was just a lifeless corpse. He um, needed. They needed to cast a younger guy that wasn't at the end of his career anyway. That would have had more impact for the story because he would have been like, showed up at the bar, be like, "How are you?" He's like, "Phil, go fuck yourself." Instead of, <laughs> "I'm fine." And I'm like, yeah, so, "So all so all they did was remove good, the stakes. They removed the stakes because the the one guy who should be our 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 character that we're that we're feeling with doesn't give a shit." So why do I give a shit? But none of that bothered me in the moment. It bothers me when I'm talking about it now. But I was watching it. I was like, it was fine. <laughs> what, you, what you needed in this episode to make it work better is you needed somebody that was just gravely disappointed with the entire direction that this thing well, went in. Well, that's what they were going... Frank's double fist and Mountain Dew. But they just they didn't pull <laughs> it off. It wasn't communicated <laughs> properly. That's what the black guy was playing. He was supposed to be that role. But why have a secondary character come in... And fill that for a half a scene, pretty much, because he came in halfway through the scene, and that should have been Hanley. He should have been Hanley, that char- that actor. That that character would have worked way better as Hanley, because he was like pissed. You could tell he's pissed, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" But the guy that plays Hanley is just like, "I think you're making a mistake. You're making a big mistake. You are not doing the right thing by your workers." What you're doing, and I'm like, oh god! <laughs> like, it kind of started making me ask him, like, what if they reveal he's an android? Because right now he's <laughs> coming off like a fucking robot. Exactly. Know? He's 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 a, he's a Cylon. Okay. John Anderson. He was coming off like the father figure to this Whipple guy, and probably he was because he worked for his father before. You know what I mean? So that's why I think he got he he's that uh, he's Boomer from Battlestar Galactica. Because I always thought that actress was like really wooden. Anyway, I'm like, oh well, if she's playing a robot, then it totally fits her fucking. Exactly. You know, there's a reason movie. that yeah. the, one of the big first big holograms we all know about is Tupac. It wasn't John Anderson from <laughs> from the the flying the plane episode. It wasn't what? that. It wasn't him. It wasn't the the character actor John Anderson, where he's um, looking out over the and I see dinosaurs. Uh huh. Like oh god, bring out Tupac. Like there's a, so we need some charisma in our. So if he's a robot, they did a, a terrible job. But maybe next time you punk ass, will keep your head up. What's that mean when, when Robbie the robot has more charisma than almost everybody in this episode? Like I said, we like the drunk guy just because he he, he was really giving it his all. He was chewing the scenery up. But other than that, Robbie's reveal, Robbie's performance was better than our main guy, at least in my opinion. So well, You said you was a player, but I fucked you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep doing two at what point, 
I could have sworn our main guy Whipple was just kind of stroking that machine and just humping it when nobody was <laughs> like. <laughs> this is the drunk guy. This is Whipple. I love this shot. Yeah, that's cool. This is a cool shot. It's it's that's, got that's, bare that's minimum. Richard Donner talent right there. It's got a speaker. It's got a weird graph that shades out in the nothingness, but. It, the, well, the framing going up. I hate to say who it <laughs> reminds me of, but it does. It does, and I, I love this framing. Classic film noir. Yes. Frankenheimer somehow. It does. Um, <laughs> Frank, I know it. You blew it. Inheimer. We almost got through the episode, Frank. Damn it. Inheimer. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know Why what? Why do you do this? Oh, oh, Frank. Heimer watched seconds with me. He watched. Did that not? Did that not remind you of some of the shots in seconds? Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, he, it did. You film noir. Work with the shadows. Work with the angles. That's that's really all film noir is. Shades and yeah, lighting. And like, angles, yeah. Like like when the top of the, yeah. Like yeah. Well, film noir started with flat ass shots with shadows, yeah. but then they eventually went down to like like Orson Welles started working blinds. with it. Always work with the mini blinds. Too, yeah. Man. But then they, they advance, and this kind of—I'd never seen another Richard Richard Donner project where he worked with this sort of stuff, where he did this sort of shooting. Because I've seen oh, almost everything from Richard Donner, and I've never shit. seen it. So it's why good. do you think I like Blade Runner so much? There's a lot of that in Blade. Runner. Well, I like that, but I don't lot, like the movie. Oh, that's understandable. The story is is, is is neither here nor there. But you gotta admit, visually, that movie's fucking gorgeous. Visually, it's a ten. Never seen it. Movie six seven. Somewhere in there. It, 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 it's yeah. It's one of those movies where it could have wrapped itself up a lot sooner. Acting, acting, yeah. except Rugger Hauer four. Yeah. Rugger Hauer is a nine. Everybody else is a robot in that movie, literally. Well, Rugger Hauer is literally a robot in that movie. And he's still the best <laughs> actor. He, yeah, he, he gave it his all. I also don't movie. like Harrison Ford. That's part. That's part of why I that's don't like the movie that much. Yeah, he's he is a very a, one note actor. Yeah, he's. If you don't like, you know, he plays that gay character. Oh my god, so fucking dumb. Lance it up, they, they they drill holes so they can check out the women undressing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh He's god. Voice. Yeah. I'm here to inspect for holes. She, she doesn't know you. Why are you doing a voice? Like, Do you remember when that they had that first cut of that movie and it had like the narration bullshit over the background? And I read. Uh, they call me a Blade the, Runner. Yeah, I showed it's up. Like, it's like, he was literally reading like that because he didn't want to do the voiceover. Yeah. He was an absolute asshole to work with at making this. That's why I was really shocked when they brought him back to do a sequel. I'm like, times must be getting tough for those planes there, huh, Harrison? You got to come back and do this shit. Well, when you yeah. crash one of them, you got to buy a new one. He, he, so. he whined about the haircut that they gave him. He whined about everything. He didn't want to do the voiceover. So when he was doing it, he was just like, nah, 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 so he could just get the fuck out of there. Like, he's the guy... I don't even understand why he's an actor, to be honest with you. You got me started. Him and Bruce Willis, you're like, dude, just like, stop. The, the, the things stop. that are required of you is what your job entitles you to do. You know, it's like, if if people is a problem for you or promoting your movie that you're in, it's, maybe you should have been an actor. They're Axl Rose for movies. You're like, right? if, yes. you do, if you hate being here, I don't want you here. So no, fuck you off. Want to, you want to go out on stage and sing your song? Well, fuck you too. I'm not buying your next album, you prick you. You can <laughs> fuck every 53-year-old woman you want. Go fuck them. Why are you here? Oh, Callista Flockhart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, where are we? Um, 
Uh, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Um, I was just thinking about how much I hate uh, 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 Guns N' Roses. They're yeah. they're uh, they're terrible. But some yeah. they're one. I hate hair metal more. November than, Rain was the only good song they ever made. I, I like Sweet Child of Mine. I like that when it changes. Their first album is is pretty cool, but everything past as uh, Appetite for Destruction is just fucking voice. Is that the one with spaghetti on on it? No, 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 no. Appetite for Destruction is the first one they ever did. It's got the big cross the fire? on the front with all the skulls. It's okay. Like a, like, like a, it's, it's got Sweet Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle, um, no. Paradise City, all those are on the first <laughs> uh, one. Uh. Yeah. Yes. Which one has a Blech. Patience? Is that that after? is on the spaghetti incident, the one that you Okay, that's about. what I was thinking of. Yeah. That's when they changed, but Chris Cornell singing Patience, though? Fucking awesome. Well, it's Chris Cornell. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Cornell could get up and sing you uh, a, a lullaby and, and make it sound fucking Chris cool. Cornell is, is amazingly talented, and, and I, wish, I wish Axl Rose was on that hung himself, not Chris Cornell. <laughs> Ooh, that's a spicy meatball. No, it's true. I wish. I really wish <laughs> yeah. that. No, I agree with you, though. Yeah, he was a great, he was a great fucking singer. I, yeah. I, I loved Audio Slave to death. Uh, I don't think uh, Chester uh, Bank would have followed that Corova. I love Soundgarden. I was one of the fortunate ones to see Soundgarden in concert, so I can concur. They were a good live band, which a lot yeah. of bands that, that make that kind of music can't really live up to that. about the singer. They sound cool. good in the studio, but then you get them on stage, it's like, oh, that don't sound anything it, like It was back in the day where you started as a live band for 15 years, and then yeah. you started making albums. Now it's... I released an album on SoundCloud, and now I'm gonna go play a live show. And you're like, "How do I, I would, play a live?" You're like, "It's a f- so fucking I would say out the of it." The band that did that was something like started out doing live shows before they got big, and now they're here. Yeah, <laughs> or been here, whatever. Let's, let's get out of here. Um, yeah. I don't care about Slipknot, and I, I don't know much nah. about them. I'm not saying you know, don't talk about it. I'm just saying I don't know much about I, them, so I can't I, comment. You know, I, I went to a concert. They were the headliners. I stayed for like maybe one or two songs. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I think I'm gonna go to. My I did car that for Avenged Sevenfold. I was like, oh no, thank you, and I you walked away. You go, you go to a concert and the headlining band is the one that you leave during because you don't like them. Like I did that at Ozfest. I walked out during Oz. I'm like, eh, I'm good. I uh, yeah, so did I. I, I. I stayed for everything but Oz. I was like, all right. I, I went the year where the the one right before Oz was uh, System of a Down. I was all about System of a Down at the time, and yeah. I was not disappointed whatsoever. I was like, I'm gonna get to my car early before the traffic comes out. Fuck Ozzy. <laughs> well, pretty interesting story about um, System of a Down and what's all happened to them since they got big, man. Pretty interesting shit. Yeah. I them. want them to release an album. They ain't going to. They're they're worse than Tool, where Tool keeps teasing about System of a Down. Just they ain't like, a band no more. Bro. No, well he's yeah. been doing his side work, which is fine. Like I was, I got his so, first solo album. I don't know if he has more, but I got his first one. I'm like Search Tankin's first one, and I'm like, it's it's good. It's missing those backups. The rest of the band, because <laughs> well, they're really fucking good. Yeah. Well, part of it is you have that second singer. I don't know his name. The second singer. You get that guy with the whiny voice, you know. So you have that guy. Who are you talking about now? Serge Tankin, the, the lead singer of System of a Down, he has solo albums. And they're okay, but you're missing that second, that that guy that does the higher pitch voice. I don't know his, his name or anything. His last name is uh, uh, Malin. Ma- Malin. Ma- M-A-H-L-I-N or something. Yeah, shit. something weird. But you're missing very, that guy, so it's like... like yeah. 
it's, it's it it's felt like, like they they cut the nuts off a bull. It's like trying to listen to uh, Ringo Starr. It's like you're not really the Beatles, bro. You know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're bro. doing a thing, but I'm not saying like, it's bad. It's just you're not I'll, there. I'll literally give the other three people Sugar. a chance, and I will yeah. not listen to George. <laughs> I'll let not listen to a Ringo. You shouldn't. No, I wrote like, oh, to piss God and. Well, what was it? A uh, yeah. family guy. We're gonna put it right here, right yeah. on the front of the fridge for Ringo. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm so excited. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you know the episode's good, guys. When we start talking about everything but the episode. No, we we finished. <laughs> to be fair, we this did. time yeah. we oh, finished. Yeah. We, we we gave it more than it probably deserved. I think. Yeah, I want to give an episode an hour, and we're now we're at an hour. So let's yeah, let's end this and uh, let's hear some plug or the outro. And then we'll do plugs. Remedy bromide applicable here. Too much of a good thing, tiger by the tail. As you sow, so shall ye reap. The point is that too often man becomes clever instead of becoming wise. He becomes inventive, but not thoughtful. And sometimes, as in the case of Mr. Whipple, he can create himself right out of existence. Tonight's tale of oddness and obsolescence from the Twilight Zone. Plug time. Jensen wishes to plug, Hello? apparently, Red Dragon's radio. On next trip, we move into the area of authentic folk singing. But this is folk singing like you've probably never heard before. The words and the music in this item are haunting indeed. And this one provides one of the more odd excursions into the places of shadow. Gary Crosby and Bonnie Beecher star in a most unusual tale by Anthony Wilson. It's called Come Wander With Me. Plug time. Jensen wishes to video.com. Adam wishes to plug RaidersoftheLostFlix.com and on YouTube for movie reviews and pop culture discussions. Frank wishes to get plugged in a Hampton and for hours and hours. Oh, and also in the Sports Car Podcast, Way Off Topic Radio Podcast. Phoenix wishes to plug LIWstudios.com for all of our videos and podcasts from Loitering in Wonderland. Send us your Twilight Zone thoughts in writing or audio to loiteringinwonderland at gmail.com, or tweet us at review. We will read and or play them on the podcast next time. Until next time, and in the meantime, I am Phoenix West, joined by Frank Links, Adam Wilcox, and Jansen Carlin. So long, citizens. Shut off the fucking podcast now. You saw that last week tonight with John Oliver picture I sent with about the Hampton Inn? Yeah, I saw that. That made me laugh for an entirely different reason than what John Oliver was expecting. Oh, I wonder what it was about. So it was about uh, ice showing up and not letting people through to help the kids. And it was in a Hampton Inn. They had like a secret detention center there. And they're talking about Hampton Inn. And he's like, Hampton Inn is not the fucking problem. Or like, if your worst problem with that is Hampton fucking Inn, then and I was like, oh, Frank's like next door to those kids. Just getting railed by his <laughs> wife. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Picture you next to a bunch of kids that are scared and crying. <laughs> I have a problem, don't I? I?